Hey friends, I hope you're all staying as safe and healthy and comfortable as possible, and that you're taking care of all the people and plants and animals that are important to you. My wife and daughter and I went out to breakfast over the weekend, and, and there was a two-hour wait to be seated. Now, if we were at a local diner or a chain restaurant, I'm fairly certain that my family would have said, two hours, forget it, we'll, we'll go elsewhere. But, but we've driven about 40 minutes to get to this very popular family-run country restaurant, and my wife and daughter would not be deterred by a comparatively long wait. All of this is true, and I want to talk about it because I made the mistake of leaving our house without a book. Now, the novel I'm reading currently is a used paperback that was not available to read digitally via the ebook apps I have on my phone. So there I was for two hours waiting to be seated at this breakfast place without a whole lot to do. And I was mentally kicking myself for having left the house without my book. Now, I'm not going to lie, folks. This true anecdote is about to be used as a not-so-subtle segue into a plug for my latest novel, Insatiable Rejects. That's right! My ninth novel is now available worldwide via Amazon. At the time I'm saying these words... It has not shown up yet at barnesandnoble.com, but it may be available as a paperback at barnesandnoble.com by the time you're hearing this. So, if you don't use Amazon, check barnesandnoble.com. If it's not there yet, hang tight. It will be available there shortly. If you do use Amazon, however, and you buy my latest novel, Insatiable Rejects, or any of my other books in paperback format, you'll get the ebook version of that story for free. So, if you, if like me, you find yourself out and about in a long queue at a restaurant or maybe at the post office or at the bank and, and, and you've bought my latest book as a paperback and you've mistakenly left home without it, fear not. You can take out your phone and you can read my book online and before you know it, you'll be next in the queue. Now, now as you may or may not know, all nine of my novels are independently published, meaning... I don't have a publicist. I, I promote my books myself via this podcast and social media. If via, you know, if you're on Twitter and you've taken a moment to retweet my pinned tweet, which is a link to my new book, holy moly, thank you so, so much. If you're on Twitter and you haven't yet retweeted my pinned tweet and, and you'd like to help me promote Insatiable Rejects, please, by all means, go to at Andy Mascola, that's me on Twitter, and retweet my pinned tweet. Everyone who does this will get a personalized thank you tweet from me. It's the least I can do. As always, if you've already purchased any or all of my novels, thank you, thank you, thank you. I sincerely appreciate your generous patronage. And with all that out of the way, here's the quirky theme song.
Hello, People Are the Enemy listeners. This is episode 194 of the People Are the Enemy podcast. Thank you for checking it out. Uh, our guest is the musician Matt Radisevich from the band's Shop Regulars and LOX. I, I first became aware of Matt via his work with the great Portland, Oregon group Mope Grooves. Now, if you're on Bandcamp and you're into art punk and you haven't heard Mope Grooves, you really need to. Now, the same goes for Shop Regulars, LOX, Matt's past band, Honey Bucket, uh, shoot, uh, Lithics, the Woodland Men. Uh, you know, Matt, as well as other members of all these groups I'm mentioning, are part of an incestuous music scene in the Portland area that includes the See My Friends record label and something called Merry Melodies. Now, part of the reason I invited Matt on the podcast to talk with me today is because I'm a huge fan of his music, uh, the bands he's been associated with, and the Portland art punk scene he's apparently a part of. Uh, the other reason I invited him on the show is because I don't live in Portland, and, and while I enjoy the music coming out of this specific scene, I would like to educate myself as to how the musical cross-pollination of Matt and others associated came to be. So without further ado, let's speak now with Matt Radosevich. Hello, Matt. Are you there, sir? I'm here. Oh, Matt, am I saying your last name correctly? It's actually Radosevich. <gasps> oh, my goodness. You know, I probably should have asked that before I started recording. It's okay. That's a common mispronunciation. My goodness. Oh, let me try it now. Uh, Radosevich. That's good. Okay. Thank you. I'm so sorry I mispronounced it, but I'm glad we got that straightened out. So henceforth, I will refer to you as Matt Radosevich. Very good. Okay, okay. Matt, I, I mentioned you're from Portland, Oregon. Are you in Portland right now? I am, yeah. Okay. Are you from Portland originally? No, I actually grew up in Michigan in a town called Plymouth. It's about 10 miles outside Detroit. Okay, excellent. When did you move to the Portland area? Um, I moved to the Northwest to go to school when I uh, got out of high school and then... I moved to Olympia, and then wow. after about a year, moved to Portland. Oh, very cool. I, did you explore any of the K-Records scene while you were in Olympia? Yeah, it was in, that stuff was sort of floating around. It didn't seem to be, like, booming at that time, but, yeah, I was, I was into it back then. <laughs> That's a very cool scene there, the whole K-Records yeah. scene. It's very, very cool. Uh, Matt, as of this moment, how many bands are you in, and what are what are the names of those bands? Hmm, um, okay. Uh, Shop Regulars is sort of my project with a revolving cast of my friends who I will, you know, get to help me with things. And so that's one, and then Locks is sort of kind of an on-and-off band, like we we go through periods of activity and then long periods of inactivity. And um, that might be it right now. Actually, my friend Bob, who is at, who's in that band Lithics, yes, has is starting a group that I'm playing drums in right now, which is new for me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll see where that goes. It kind of I work at a bagel shop. And my friend Raf, who's also a musician, works at the same one. And him and Bob were getting together at the bagel shop to practice. And one day I, I was just there. So I, 
I'm now I'm playing drums. Very cool. How do you like that? Uh, it's really fun. I've always wanted, I've like sort of spent some of the pandemic learning finally how to play drums. You play, so I'm still not too good at it, but I'm getting better. I was going to say you play drums on, 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 on some of the tracks on the new album. Yeah, <laughs> I did. At, at what age did you, did you start playing music, Matt? Um, I, well, I started playing bass when I was like 11 or 12. I took lessons for about a year or so. Um, I was really into Primus and then I, uh, kind of just stopped for a while and then I picked up a guitar when I was about 16 and sort of been playing ever since. But the first band I was in, I was probably 19 or 20. It's a honey bucket. Okay. Yeah. That was my question was that was your, that was your very first band and, and honey bucket. Well, I saw the earliest releases from honey bucket started to appear in like the early uh, 2010s, was that about the time that you started playing with Honey Bucket? Yeah, yeah. Matt, you mentioned Raph Spielman. Who Who is Raph Spielman? I see his name come up a lot in terms of, like, your scene. <laughs> yeah, so he's, um... He's in The Wall Men. That's, like, his main band. He's also my boss. Uh, he's the manager at Spielman Bagels and Coffee here in Portland. Um... But he's also in shop regulars most of the time and locks. He's he's a active active mu- music guy around here. Yeah, I guess but, so. Yeah, I mostly uh, I see him a lot because we work together. <laughs> <laughs> did did you uh, did he know you were a musician when uh, when you started working with him? Oh yeah, I knew him um, from. Just the Wall of Men and Honey Bucket playing shows together, mm-hmm. and I got a I got a job just from knowing him. That right on, good networking there, very nice. Yeah, <laughs> Matt uh, Stevie from uh, Mope Grooves actually worked at Spielman's for a really long time, and a bunch of people. Sort of a music hub, I guess. So it all sounds like it might revolve around Spielman's Bagels, huh? In a way, in a way, it does. That's kind of great. Do you have a favorite bagel? Um, you know, the everything bagel is kind of, you know, it's a little played out, but I think it's maybe the best. I'm also a fan of plain bagels, though most people think that's lame. I I disagree. Uh, sesame, you know, salt and pepper. There's a lot of good bagels. Right a lot of good on. bagels out there. Very cool. Very cool. You know what? You know, we, I, I don't know if you know this about New England, but there's like a, a Dunkin' Donuts uh, practically like on every corner of... Uh, oh, yeah. I know about Dunkin'. <laughs> yeah, of every street. It's ridiculous. But, but you know, they, they do have bagels there. They're okay. And, really? Yeah. And when they first launched, and I mention this to folks sometimes, and I had no plan of asking you about this or talking about this at all, but, <laughs> but since we're talking about bagels, they had like a salt bagel that I used to like. It had like big crystals of salt on it. And yeah. it, it quickly went off the menu. I don't know if it's because it wasn't popular or if it, you know, obviously not healthy, you know, but, but, yeah. uh, but, uh, I dug it, man. And, and I mentioned it to people now and nobody seems to recollect that at one time there was a salt bagel, but you mentioned that there's a salt and pepper bagel at Spielman's. Oh huh? yeah. I mean, I, I thought that salt bagels were like a classic bagel. I thought that was one of the like top three bagels. But maybe it's just 
maybe my like perception is warped just from working at Spielman's. Cause yeah, we have salt bagels, salt pepper, salt and herb. Maybe that's a West Coast thing. Maybe New Englanders just didn't didn't get it. You know what I mean? Maybe. I, I swear know. I've had one in New York though, but oh, maybe not. I don't okay. know. Okay. This is interesting. Yeah, this is interesting. I didn't expect to go here with this conversation, but here we are talking <laughs> about bagels. Uh, Matt, uh, Shop Regular's latest album is self-titled, and it's credited as Mary Melodies number three. Is Mary Melodies now a record label? Um, that's a good question. It's kind of a uh... I don't know. It started off as like a tape series, whereas my idea was like sort of just random stuff that I had lying around. I could release it on these tapes that seemed somehow like less of a commitment than like a normal tape. And then I just like the name. And I actually, I just needed something else to go on the cover artwork. So I, I made that stamp. And then maybe it became a label because of that. It's, so, yeah, it's, it's basically just me making tapes in my house. I love it. I love it. And and I, I, I kind of assumed what you'd said was true when I first saw you releasing albums like this. I thought, okay, I get it. This is like a kind of a series. But, yeah. uh, but uh, you know, I thought perhaps maybe it's, it's morphing into something else. But uh, it's very cool. I like it. And I like the iconography that goes along with it, obviously, you know, taken from... You know, you know what, but we won't go there. So uh, <laughs> I'll get you any trouble. Okay, uh, uh, Mary Melodies number two, Matt, is titled "Shop Regulars Meet in Christensen at Dino Alley or Dino Alley." I'm not sure. What What does this mean? Um. So it's pretty literal. Um, it was me and Raf got together with our friend Ian, who plays saxophone, who actually worked at Spielman's also. Um. And I'd been wanting to play with Ian for a long time. Uh, I had some ideas of just guitar and saxophone together. And he was moving to Chicago. So this was in the sort of the height of pandemic times. I mean, kind of still is, but last summer and or summer 2020. And I was like, oh, no, he's moving. We got to do this now. So we got together and my friend Dino's um, art studio has an alleyway outside of it. So we're like, oh, that's a good place to record. So we just got together and I, we just recorded all those songs and, or yeah, it was just, uh, what you hear is what happened. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. Matt, shop regulars, LOX or, or locks as you called it. Mope Grooves, Honey Bucket, the recordings that have been made available thus far by these bands all have a, a similar analog sound that I love. Were, were all these bands' releases recorded on the same equipment? Uh, no, but a lot of them were. Um, everything Honey Bucket, Men, Mope Grooves has all been, I think, all been like four track, the same cassette four track machines. They're probably two or three of them floating around and um a lot of some of the shop regular stuff was i think the first two tapes were raps four track and then i got a reel-to-reel and i've been using that ever since for shop regular stuff oh my god that reel-to-reel is so great holy yeah, moly, I love the sound. It. <laughs> 
I was trying to describe it to a friend of mine um, the other day. We were talking on the phone, and he's like, oh, who are you, you going to speak with this weekend? And I was saying, oh, I'm going to speak with Matt from Shop Regulars, and I was trying to describe your sound, and I'm like, you know, it's all on reel-to-reel, and it just sounds so, it sounds so good. It sounds so clean, and like, I, I can't, it's so hard to describe it in comparison to, to you know, what most albums are recorded on these days. You know, it stands out, and, and everything just sounds so... It sounds so alive. You know what I mean? I don't know how else to describe it. I, I, you know, I should be better. I'm a writer. I should be better with words, but I, it's hard to put my finger on it. My friend said, "Does it sound expensive?" And I was like, "Yeah, it kind of does sound expensive." <laughs> wow, expensive. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's like it, it. Almost, it is true because it, it does. I suppose in comparison to 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 folks who are able to to pull something together on a laptop, you know, in no time and put it out, and it's completely digital. It is sort of does sort of sound expensive because uh, older music was made that way, and those uh, those are profitable recordings. Perhaps I don't know, but uh, <laughs> but I don't I don't know how to put my finger on it. But I just love it. I love it, and you can hear it immediately. And, and listeners, we're going to get a taste of it in a little bit, um, so so you'll be able to enjoy it. But um, but uh, I got some more questions for us from Matt. I I I I I think you mentioned this, Matt. Uh, Matt but uh, all the recording is done in house, meaning not in a rented studio, correct? Mm, yeah, um, yeah. We uh, it's always been practice spaces or um, houses, basements. Uh, the basement of the bagel shop recently has been sort of converted into a <laughs> a recording studio. Would be a, a huge stretch, but a sp- a space where people can play loud stuff because it's in not a area around houses. So, uh, yeah, just any random stuff. I've never, I've always been uncomfortable paying for a studio and being, I don't know. I like to have, I guess, more control over how it sounds. And, uh, yeah, studio environment. We've done it once with locks, and we haven't released those recordings, but that turned out well. I don't know. I've toyed around with the idea of doing that. Our friend Evan has a recording studio. He recorded, like, lithics and maybe some Wallaman stuff. So I would go there, but I still haven't done it, and I don't know if I will. <laughs> Interesting. Very good. Very good. Hey, Matt, why, why aren't the Shop Regulars albums on See My Friends record label? Um. Well, See My Friends... The first few, I think, were, um, but it was kind of a thing where Stevie, I was, I would pretty much just put the logo on there <laughs> because me and Stevie were our friends, and it's like, yeah, I'll put it out on the See My Friends label. But then I was putting out like the Merry Melodies tapes, and there, there were like kind of just like twenty-five tapes, and didn't seem like a real release. So I was doing those myself. And then Stevie's been sort of in and out of town and it just seemed like a hassle (laughs) to do it on see my friends. And I don't know if she's really doing it anymore. Hmm. Um, I don't know. I haven't talked to her in a while, but yeah, that's kind of why. Okay. Okay. Uh, Matt, I mentioned um, the LOX album or or locks as you called it uh, locks time how much I love it. What does LOX stand for? Um, it doesn't actually have, I don't know. <laughs> Nobody really knows. We actually, uh, 
that's just a bagel shop joke. Oh, okay, like locks uh, on a bagel, sure. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I don't know. There's been some jokey uh, explanations for it, but I don't really remember any of them. <laughs> okay. But uh, yeah, you're welcome to come up with one. <laughs> okay, I'll work on it. Will, will there be another LOX or, or Locks album? Um, we were working on it for a long time. Uh, that first album sort of just came together. We That band was started with me, Stevie, and Raph just like having this, just I guess just messing around at the bagel shop and having this idea about getting together and just recording a song every single time, no matter what, without having any like preconceived ideas about it. And um, so we'd get together and just put something down on tape every time. And we ended up with all these recordings and then we'd sort of bring in other people in and we started finishing them. And then way later we're like, this is a record. So it was really a cool way to put a record out. Cause we didn't know we were like working on one and it was very uh, spontaneous. But then after that, the band sort of became more of a real band because we were playing shows and stuff. And the so the process completely changed. And um, it became harder to come up with a second record for whatever reason. But we do have a lot of stuff recorded. We actually have a song that sounds like it's about the pandemic, but it was written before. Oh. Which is weird. It's, yeah. It was called Hong Kong Flu. Oh my god! (laughs) And there's like lyrics about masks and like (gasps) things blowing up and like riots and stuff. It's really weird, and it's kind of a bummer because it's like our best. It was like our best song, but it seems weird to put it out now. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding, no kidding. (laughs) Wild. What are the chances? My goodness. I know. What what, was the scene there in, in Portland? Was that hit hard by the pandemic, Matt? Uh, it's hard to tell, um, just because it's been, I mean, music hasn't been happening really. I think it's starting to happen now. So I think we're all just sitting tight to see what, what it's going to be like, um, on the other side of it. But I, I don't know. It's hard to know what the music scene is like. Have you been able to perform live since the pandemic yourself? We did one time at the alley I mentioned earlier which was pretty fun it was like the two weeks where it seemed like the pandemic was over it's like okay we're taking our masks off like i think this is okay and then that didn't last but we did get to play a show during that time which was great very cool very cool matt at this point i'd I'd like to play the song i've got things to remember the first song from the shop regulars latest self-titled release was there anything that you'd like to say about the song before i play it um i don't know this was one it was sort of a demo recording where i was just sort of messing around putting stuff down to drum tracks and thinking that we would try it with the band later me patrick and raf but i ended up just liking this one more for whatever reason so uh stuck with that (laughs) Very good. And I, I kind of got the title from this Otis Redding song, I've Got Dreams to Remember. Aha, right on. Nice yeah. little insight in there. Thank you, thank you. Okay, well, with, without further ado, I'm going to play I've Got Things to Remember by uh, Shop Regulars. And you can find this 
and all the Shop Regulars albums and music at shopregulars.bandcamp.com, and I encourage you to do so. It's all wonderful. What a great band. Matt, what I'm going to do is, is I'm going to take you off speaker, uh, and I'm going to play the song, and then I'll come back and we'll finish up. Does that sound okay? Sounds good. Okay, very good. So we'll be right back with Matt, and uh, this is uh, I've Got Things to Remember by Shop Regulars. the way that one ends oh thank you so much that was i've got things to remember by shop regulars our guest is matt i hope i say this correctly please say it right andy radosevich 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 darn it (laughs) radosevich radosevich got it i'll get it i'll get it and we'll never speak again that's what's gonna happen <laughs> Thank you so much for letting me play that, Matt. That was really special. I love that song. Listeners, if if you loved what you heard, please, please, please do yourself a favor. 
shopregulars.bandcamp.com. There are still cassette copies available. All profits from the tape sales go to the Texas Equal Access Fund, which provides emotional and financial support to people who are seeking abortion care. So great cause, um, great album. This has been so special, Matt. Thank you so, so much for giving us your time. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. No, no problem at all. No problem at all. So before we, we wrap up here, Matt, what can we look forward to you from in the for in the future? What do you got going on? Hmm. Um, well, I've, I want to play some shows. I would love to go on tour. Um, maybe that'll happen. I don't know. Uh, trying to get the band back together, start practicing again, hopefully start recording some new songs. I don't know. I've been playing guitar a lot, so hopefully, uh, new tape sometime in the future. Yeah, I don't know. Still chugging away. Right on. Please don't stop doing what you're doing. It's wonderful. And we'll look forward. Maybe something will come with that, uh, that Lithics crossover uh, a a band that you, you're working on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we don't have a name yet. It's been hard to think of a name. But, uh, yeah, keep your ears out, I guess. Very, very cool. Very cool. This has been episode 194 of the People Are the Enemy podcast. Our theme song is Walrus Love by Nokia Ocean. You can find that song and more at pizzapuppies.bandcamp.com. My name is Andy Mascola. You can purchase my novels via Amazon and other online book retailers in both paperback and ebook formats for as little as $1.99. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you, Matt Radicevich. Radosevich. Radosevich! Damn it! Okay. Thank, thank you, thank you. We love you, Matt. Peace.